morning to you. It is another one of these, and my name is Mike. This is the FBTV video podcast. For those of you who have access to the insider content, you're able to watch it live as we are doing it. So, top of the morning to you. Wednesday morning, 9 a.m., well, a little bit after 9, uh, March the uh, 22nd. No, it's not. It's March 31st. I'm looking at the wrong date. And uh, I've got I've got notes I go by, and the uh, note had March 22nd. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. A lot of things to uh, talk about in this podcast. Uh, some of the uh, headlines, some of the things we're going to be talking about. Top 10 highest paying trucking companies in the U.S. A month-long statewide distracted driving crackdown starts tomorrow. I believe that's going to be up in uh, the northeast, New Jersey, I believe. Be talking about that. Cat scale way and reway prices have gone up. I believe that was effective last yesterday, day before yesterday. Former trucking company executive to pay eight million dollars in restitution and go to prison. And go to prison. Double whammy. We're gonna be talking about that individual and uh something that will pertain to brokers because uh pretty much what this uh, person was doing. I have actually seen that happen to one of my clients, and we'll be talking about that uh, today as well. More than 300 trucks inspected during the Georgia Blitz. I guess that's what it's going to be known as. That uh, occurred last week. And like I said, we're going to be talking about the top 10 highest paying trucking companies in the U.S. That was so so nice. We we uh, we put it in our notes for twice. How about fuel? Fuel is uh, down this week, which is a good thing. Down is fuel, and that's, like I said, always a good thing. Uh, down three cents diesel is, down three sixteen a gallon. Gas is at uh, two eighty five a gallon, down a penny, not like it was a year ago. But uh, maybe the oil company started feeling the heat. Maybe they turned it, tuned into this podcast, and and yeah, they found out we were on to them. <laughs> we wish, right? All right. Hey, you want to uh, get questions, comments, messages? You want? Uh, you can do. You can call us. Matter of fact, you can call, email, leave messages or comments on our website, freightbrokertv.com. Uh, we have an email address, too. you got a question or anything like that, you can email me, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Like I said, contact forms all over our website. And we have a studio line, 479-668-0213. And if you all don't start using that before too long, we're, we're just going to shut it down. And uh, initially, a lot of people were using it, but uh, maybe the thought of being your voice being on one of the uh, podcast, broadcast videos, whatever, Scared you. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Cat scale weigh and reweigh prices have gone up. Uh, well, last week, actually, cat scale increased the prices uh, for a weigh and a reweigh. Up 50 cents. 50 cents uh, for a weigh, up 50 cents for a reweigh. So, twelve fifty if you your first weigh, $3 your reweigh. Now, I was reading the article, and the article actually said after two reways, it's up to the scale master to uh, decide if they want to charge you again. But you know, the, 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 what was funny to me, 
they said the last three-way would be the last $3 you would be charged. And I thought, that's duh. <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. A smoky and abandoned era truck stop is to close. Maybe you recognize this sign. The Ferris truck stop located off I-29. You might notice Highway 71 as well. Exit 35 in Fawcett, Missouri, between Kansas City and St. Joe, going to be closing May the 2nd, my anniversary, the day after my birthday. That's what a company representative uh, confirmed anyway. Truck stop opened in 1976. Right around the uh, year, what, uh, Smokey and the Bandit came out, 76, 77. Best known for its sign, like you see up there. And if you're on the podcast, you may want to hop on over to the uh, YouTube channel where we post the video as well. Unless you are tuned in on our uh, live broadcast from the FBTV Insider. But anyway, uh, just if you're on the podcast... Uh, it's got a 1974, 1974 Peterbilt truck with a 1965 Fruhoff trailer mounted 50 feet in the air. It's a, it's a sight to be owed, but uh, I've seen it. Been up through there. Uh, if you're going from Arkansas, going up uh, through Arkansas, up to Kansas City, yeah, you. Well, my day went up uh, 71. Then you uh, actually... Well, later on down the road, they they built the uh, 540, which is now called, what, 49. <sighs> and uh, I don't know. It don't make no sense to me. Don't get me started on the way Arkansas names its roads. It always, always uh, screwed me up because they called it 540. Well, it's a north and south interstate. But actually, and it was going to be part of 49, but they called it 540, which, you know, if... If you didn't know, you will. Uh, uh, even number interstate is east-west. Odd numbers are north and south. Okay, so why they called it 540. They called it 540 because they were labeling it a bypass, I believe. And what you were by, you weren't by, really bypassing anything except the old Highway 71. And if you had ever been up and down Highway 71 in a big truck, well, wasn't that special? <laughs> They had a treat. They had a curve on uh, Highway 71, and we, we all called it Tyson Tyson Corner. And the reason was, uh, I don't know, within a six, 12-month period, two, three, four different Tyson trucks went off that same curve. And there was a big old tree down there at the bottom. And every time a truck went off that tree, the owner of that tree collected money from Tyson. At least that's the way the story goes, because that tree was, I don't know, something... Important. It was just a tree until the first Tyson truck hit it, and then it became a family heirloom or something. You know what I mean? What else are we talking about today? Yeah, let's talk about what's going on up in New Jersey. Law enforcement agencies throughout New Jersey will be partnering for the next month. So this is going to go on the whole month of April uh, to conduct a high-visibility distracted driving enforcement campaign. You drive, you text, you pay. I just love the way the Gestapo threatened us with, you know, you drive, you text, you know, click it or ticket, you know. And they get real serious about it. You know, you see the commercials, and the commercials really are so demotivational. It's almost like, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, you better do this or else, you know, we're, 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 we're the Gestapo. 
Hey, I'm behind law enforcement, but you know your your uh, advertising campaigns and what you call stuff. It's like you've got a tell of the hunt here, as your marketing rep or PR person needs to change. Anyway, uh, New Jersey's you drive, you text, you pay law enforcement campaign begins April first. And it's going to go through the end of the month uh, throughout the state. During the enforcement effort, officers will be assigned to conduct proactive enforcement operations utilizing marked vehicles and unmarked vehicles. <laughs> During the campaign, law enforcement officials will be targeting drivers who engaged in distracted driving behaviors, including texting, talking on a handheld phone, eating and drinking, talking to other people in the vehicle. Oh, so now if you're talking to if you've got a passenger and you're talking to them, you're going to get pulled over for a distracted driving ticket or using a GPS. Oh, come on, guys. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with it. I know you're doing this under the guise of safety, but come on. Really talking to uh, talking to another person in your car, drinking something, eating. I have a problem with that, too. You know, if I got a cheeseburger. OK, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I will eat and drive, but when I'm what I'm eating, it's either a cookies, uh, if it's a burger or something. You know, I'm not getting a a quarter pounder with cheese or a Whopper or nothing like that. I'm getting a regular, you know, a little hamburger or something. I hold one hand and no biggie. You know, be done with it. It's, you know, safety's always first. But it is New Jersey, I guess. So what are you gonna do? All right, we are. Uh, well, let's get to one of our main topics. I'll tell you what, we got a, a Q and A today, and uh, the topic of the day, when we get to it here in just a little bit, is going to be uh, Amazon, Amazon, and other uh, trucking issues. Matter of fact, what a year, maybe a year and a half ago, something like that, Amazon started decontracting their contracted drivers. Matter of fact, at one time, Amazon had a, had a had a thing on their website. Hey, click here. Click here, you know, uh, you can be a contractor for Amazon. You can go, you know, you can, you know, we'll help you. We'll, we'll, we'll front you money or something like that. And a lot of people signed up with it. What they did was got their own authority, uh, bought a van or, you know, something they call Amazon deliveries in. And, uh, out, you know, the, they did. They, they, they built their business. These were in, independent contractors, you know, entrepreneurs. And, you know, they added more and more and more. And then uh, here about a year, year and a half ago, uh, Amazon lowered the boom, started decontracting these people. A lot of people lost their, lost their, lost everything, just lost everything, you know, because uh, Amazon changed its mind. Yeah, we wanted you as part of our team until we decided we didn't want you anymore. And kind of, kind of what's happening with their, uh, the way it reads is their employees that, that are employees of Amazon that are delivering. Well, i got two full pages here about Amazon stuff. We'll be getting into that here in a little bit. But anyway, let's talk about this uh, former trucking company, Exact. Uh, and brokers, you need to pay attention to this because uh, I have experienced this kind of scam. Uh, in the past. But anyway, former trucking company exec to pay $8 million restitution. They're going to jail. Prison. Probably federal. Anyway, woman who formerly served as chief financial officer for the now defunct Bison Global Logistics out of Texas. She's been sentenced to federal prison in order to pay uh, eight, over $8 million. Well, I'm right at $8 million anyway. Well, no, it's going to be over $8 million when you come right down to it. Uh, in restitution. 
in connection with the fraud scheme. Her name is Nikki. She's 50 years old, sentenced to almost four years, 46 months in federal pen, ordered to pay $7,479,179.39 in restitution to Pro Billing and Funding Services of Alabama, and $596,425 in restitution to the IRS. Yeah, man, you pull a fraud. You know, the, the IRS is going to get their hands in there, too. You know, hey, you made money off of it. You're paying us. Pay, pay, pay. you got to pay taxes of what you defrauded people out of. Crazy. Ah, the country we live in today. Anyway, uh, uh, in February 2020, well, oh, it goes on to say, after she gets released from prison... She's going to have to serve five years of uh, supervised release, so I guess probation or whatever, parole, whatever you call it, release, whatever. Anyway, in February 2020, a little over a year ago, she pleaded guilty to one count, one count of wire fraud and one count of making a false statement on an income tax return. One count, 500000 almost $600,000 restitution. Wow. All right, here's the deal. She admitted that while employed by Bison Global Logistics between 2012 and 2017, she schemed to submit false and inflated receivables to financing companies. Well, here's the deal. The financing companies were factoring companies. If you're not familiar with a factoring company, a factoring company is a company, a lot of trucking companies use, you know, there's a lot of factoring companies, but a trucking company will use the factoring company uh, basically, they're selling their invoice to the uh, factoring company to get an advance on that invoice. All right. It can be anywhere from 85 to 95% advance, whatever. So, what it sounds like she was doing was creating false invoices or whatever and inflating the price. So, she was getting a bigger chunk back. You see what I'm saying? Bigger and how it went on for that long. Now, I'm not sure if this is what she was doing, but that's the first thing that popped in my head. But how it went on for five years, that's the only thing that uh, <laughs> confounds me. How did they not catch this uh, for five years? There was some type of audit done, I think, and uh, that's where she uh, got busted. But anyway, now the story, and this is for you freight brokers, the, the story I'm going to relate. Uh, actually, uh, how did it work out? Uh Back, uh, well, what it was, uh, had a client. They had done a, got a truck to move a load for one of their customers. Well, the uh, the 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 trucking company that the client used, they used a factoring company, and the factoring company invoiced the client for more than what the uh, confirmed load the client was paying the trucking company. Come to find out, long story short, what this trucking company did, they photoshopped the load confirmation and changed it around to make it look like they wanted, submitted that paperwork to the factoring company, got paid more. And when the factoring company tried to bill, you know, they, they, they were busted. You know, that's a good way not to ever be used by a factoring company again. That's a real good way to... Uh, Actually, get locked up and go to jail. Hey, we got all kinds of good stuff for you. Swag, as you might want to call it. Coffee mugs, t-shirts, tank tops. It's that time of the year. It was 75 here yesterday. It's wet today, but I think the temperature is going to be what today, huh? 
Now we're going to be mid-60s. Now we're going to stay mid-60s, looks like, till Sunday. Then Sunday, oh wow, we got 80s next week. Uh, Sunday, uh, 75, partly cloudy. Then we are in the 80s. It is on the way. Wanting to take that boat out. I was wanting to trade my boat in. Get a bigger boat. And it's uh, it just... None of the dealerships where I'm at, they're able to get boats. And the reason is, uh, is because the uh, factories are so backed up, they, they can't get them out. You know, one of the dealers where I was wanting to buy my boat uh, said, yeah, you know, you can order it, pay for it, and uh, it should be here by the end of April. And then, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, you know, you know what happens when you do something like that? You order it, you pay for it, and in September you're going, sure do you hope my boat gets here. <laughs> But anyway, what are you going to do? So anyway, I'll fish out of my boat. Then the idea of a motorcycle got in my head. <clears throat> I've been accused of being a biker. I've been <laughs> accused of being Godfather. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I used to ride bikes. I had Harleys, Hondas, and Yamahas, and Suzukis. And, yeah, I've had a lot of bikes in my day. But uh, the bike I've never had that I've always liked and wanted was an Indian. I just think they look good. So, we will see how that works out. All right, let's get to a Q&A here. Olna has uh, sent us a message. Uh, Good morning. Thanks for all your video. They really help. I'm a new broker. I have a shipper that, I, that is asking me for a rate sheet. My question to you, is it possible to send me a rate sheet or a template? How to create one? Okay, no, we can't send anything like that. And... Uh, because there's too many variables. When a customer asks you for a rate sheet, are they asking for a rate sheet for a quote or a bid or just a rate sheet? You know, there, there's several types of different rate sheets. And to be able to know which one, uh, generally when, it, well, let me put it this way. Generally, when a customer asks for a rate sheet, just in a sales call, they say, hey, send me your rate sheet. They just want a generalized idea of what your rates are going from a specific city and state origin to the different states in the country. So you're not really doing a rate that would be a guaranteed rate or a bid because you don't know exactly what city is the destination for that state might be that you're calculating a rate for. That makes sense. Until you know the exact city, all you can do is just give them an average. And generally, when you're doing that, you're doing an average rate per mile. And that's all you're putting down. It's not guaranteed. It's not a quote. It's not anything like that. Now, generally, though, when a customer is wanting you to give them a rate, or you know, or, or you know, bid on their loads, or you know, quote loads, or something like that, and they have more than one, they're going to send you over their rate sheet, and it's going to have all the specifics. You know, it's going to usually uh, a lot of them be like on a spreadsheet. They'll send you over a spreadsheet. It'll show the origin, destination, and it's going to ask you for a total rate you know, that you would be uh, uh, wanting to get paid to move that load. So there's a lot of different variables in that. Oh, no, what I'd recommend doing is go to the Taltoa website. Uh, I've been uh, training consulting brokers for, you know, over 20 years. And go to the training page. There's a lot of different training options there, but I will tell you this. Yeah, it goes in detail with you. Uh, the training does with Taltoa about how to calculate a rate. Matter of fact, anybody looking for training, to be a freight broker, freight broker agent, uh, Taltoa. Uh, Taltoa obviously sponsors the uh, podcast and the videos and everything that we do. Matter of fact, uh, I'm the lead consultant at Taltoa. 
So a lot of times when you call in, you might be talking to me, and I'd be happy to help you out any way I can. So, you know, keep that in mind. But, yeah, go to the website, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com, and uh, lots of information, lots of uh, different packages to choose from, everything from self-study all the way up to someone that might be wanting to start their own freight brokerage, get the full 12-month consulting, 12 or six-month uh, mentoring. Uh, yes, uh, all the uh, f- uh, uh, full consulting packages include mentoring, except for the uh, no placement. Now, the mentoring, mentoring TMP, what we call it, Tatoa Mentorship Program, what that does for you, uh, it allows you to begin working as a freight broker agent through Tatoa under one of their uh, clients' authorities licenses so you're able to begin your operation uh, as a freight broker agent uh, start getting the experience building your customer base and when you're uh, ready to move on when it's time to move on either to uh, start your own freight brokerage or even to uh, uh, maybe move on to become a broker agent it would direct with the freight brokerage company no mentorship program you're out of the mentorship program uh, you'll be able to do so because you've got a book of business, you've got the experience, you're ready to go. But anyway, if you have any questions about that, uh, check out the Taltoa website. You can call me. Now, my name is Mike, obviously. What's our number? 479-668-0838. Be happy to help you out any way I can. All right, let's get to Amazon over here. I want to talk about Amazon. Like I said at the beginning of the uh, video podcast in living color, <laughs> what I was saying and talking about uh, in the beginning was uh, how Amazon really screwed over their contractors, you know, the ones that invested money. And they just told them, go on, we're not using you anymore. And where could they go? There was no place to go. You know, a lot of these uh, people uh, built up their fleets. You know, I, I think we've got a podcast or we talked about that in one of the, uh, you might find it on video or previous podcast, but we have talked about it. But anyway, uh, this was found, you know, I came across this in Landline Magazine. That's put out by OIDA. I want to give them credit where credit's due. Uh, you've heard me say this a thousand times. Not a big fan of OIDA, but I respect what they do. And when they're right, they're right. When they're wrong, I will make that a point, too. <laughs> but this time, they're right on it. Uh, out of their Landline Magazine. Recently, the Thomas Reuters Foundation featured a story of a former, now former anyway, Amazon delivery driver, in a nutshell, the driver, we'll call him Vic, had put up a uh, with a lot of shenanigans from um, Amazon, despite being an independent contractor. So he wasn't actually a, uh, he's still an independent contractor, okay? He wasn't an employee. I, said, I think I said they were employees earlier, but these were still the independent contractors that were still around. However, Amazon finally pulled the stunt that drove Vic to say, enough is enough. That stunt was sticking a camera in his face and recording his face and body for the entire shift. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Specifically, Vic was told uh, was told he and his co-workers had until March 23rd, just, just about a week ago, to sign a release form allowing Amazon to record them and store biometric information. All of this information is going to be collected with a uh, four-lens AI-powered camera in the vehicle. And rather than let them do that, Vic said, uh, uh-uh, screw you. Two weeks. Two weeks' notice, baby. 
According to the report my motherboard published on Tuesday, these cameras are going company-wide. If delivery drivers do not sign the consent form, they're gone. Amazon has about 75,000 delivery drivers. Since that form was due last week, I, we're, we're still waiting for the final numbers of how many drivers. A lot of them are going to have to say, yeah, we'll do it because they don't have anything else to do. They can't do anything else. But just like the ELDs, you know, don't, don't, don't expect that they're all going to stick around. But Amazon's gone nuts, man. They've always been nuts. I mean, I don't know. A big company, yeah, you made millions, billions. Uh, but uh, I'll be the first one to say, you know, uh, who's going to buy books through you know, a website? Boy, was, I look stupid now. <laughs> well, I probably did before I said that, but anyway. Anyway, anyway natural dying cameras are used to help keep drivers uh, and the communities where we deliver safe. Oh, this is Amazon's statement, by the way. They sent a statement to Landline Magazine. Okay, let me start over. So this is the statement they sent Landline. Netrodyne cameras are used to help keep drivers safe and the communities where we deliver safe. <clears throat> we, we piloted the technology from April to October 2020 on over 2 million miles of delivery runs. And the results produced remarkable driver and community safety improvements. Accidents decreased 48%. Stop sign violations decreased 20%. Driving without a seatbelt decreased 60%. And distracted driving decreased 45%. Don't believe the self-interested critics who claim these cameras are intended for anything other than safety. Uh, then don't believe me, uh, because I totally think this is a crock, and you probably do too. It's just, you know, another big brother tactic. You know, Amazon's trying to control the world. <laughs> Before the biometric... AI-powered cameras introduced, Amazon drivers, get this now, were subjected to other forms of incredible micromanaging. As, uh, let's say, all drivers must download a certain app that monitors their driving, phone use, and location. Now, these are independent contractors. Keep that in mind. They, they kept on saying drivers, but these are independent contractors. That data uh, that was downloaded or that the app monitored for their driving, phone use, and locations, that data... Uh, is compiled into a score that supervisors use for or against drivers. Hey, you're on the phone too long. Hey, you're an independent contractor, but I'm telling you, you're on the phone too long. That is not what an independent contractor should ever hear. Another app drivers have to download forces them to take a selfie before each shift. Despite the fact that they already log in, other ways before starting a shift. So, isn't this nuts? Now, what no one is talking about is how other technologies might force many drivers out of their out of the industry. I left the industry. Well, I left uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, health. You know, and just like everybody else, you get tired of being on the road all the time. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. ELDs is a great example. And again, I, I'm uh, uh, getting this information that was in the article about Amazon and Landline. You can go to a wide or Landline magazine and see the whole thing. But a great example is ELDs. I always said that ELDs are going to run people out of the industry. I would have quit. Well, I gave up my CDL 
I did do that when it came up for renewal. After the ELDs went into uh, play, came into play, nah, I, knew, I knew right then I would never get back in another truck if it had an ELD. There's nothing wrong with the logbook. When the federal government announced that it would require ELDs, a lot of, a lot of truckers voiced op- opposition, many of whom threatened to leave the industry. Uh, it's difficult to know how many followed through. Well, that's me uh, with that threat, but the threat was real. Truckers were doing just fine without the DLDs. That's true. You know, I mean, why change something that was working? Now their job, a trucking job, a driver's job is more difficult due to the micromanaging caused by the devices. And if you don't believe it, now that you're, you're you know, everything is on that ELD, electronic logging device, you can't. You can't take a break and rest if you need the rest without being penalized. Okay, I'm not going to go through all the details, but the clock, once you start the clock, it doesn't stop on an ELD. You know, so you can't, and as many times when I was driving carrying the, uh, you know, uh, paper log, man, I get up in the morning, I'd eat breakfast, get out there, drive about 100 miles down the road, and man, I'd just, my eyes be heavy, I'd be tired. I'd pull over and go to sleep. And I'd take that time back at the end of the day. You know, so I get my, just the way you log, you know, you you make the logbook work for you, not against you. Now, you got to be responsible for doing that. And what uh, a lot of people in government were saying is that, you know, if one person is not responsible, that's reason enough. I I get that. But on the other hand, no, you're wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong with the paper logbook. Now, I, I would almost bet that if you go into the ELDs and you start doing, you know, following the money, you're going to find a lot of money that was dumped by ELD companies into the lawmakers' pockets, and hence we have the ELDs as law now. But, you know, I, I don't know that. Can't prove it, but it wouldn't surprise me, put it that way. Uh, to add insult to injury, there has been no strong evidence supporting the notion that ELDs improve safety. And that's how they got them passed. Hey, it's going to improve safety. You know, we're going to monitor. We're going to be able to do this, blah, blah, blah. So there was no reason for the mandate in the first place. The issue doesn't stop at ELD. Some lawmakers want to mandate front-side underwrite guards, automatic emergency braking systems, and speed limiters. None of, and they're, they're wanting to do it all in the name of safety, and none of these technologies will improve safety. Some of them might actually reduce safety. One thing for sure, they're all going to increase cost. For many truck drivers, speed limiters may be the final straw, just like the cameras were for Nick. Yeah, read the article. It makes a lot of sense. You know, you're going to be surprised with that. Man, we are way over, but we're going to keep on going because we've got stuff to talk about today. (laughs) So you're going to get a little bit extra long podcast, uh, video podcast today. Uh, All right, told you... uh, Back in Georgia, when was it, last week? More than 300 trucks were inspected during the Georgia Blitz. They did this uh, under the guise uh, of a uh, crackdown in response to an uptick in crashes. Georgia DPS says that the uh, stop the threat detail, stop the threat, stop the threat detail, was held on, uh, what, I-16 from Lawrence to Chatham County due to the increased number of commercial vehicle track uh, crashes on I-16. 
During the enforcement, officers with the Georgia DPS Motor Carrier Compliance Division performed 303 CMV inspections and issued dozens of tickets. Here's the uh, breakdown of the tickets issued. 98 uh, were issued for cell phone usage. And I'm guessing because they had their phone up to the ear. I, you know, if I see a driver going down the road like this, you know, and they're trying to shift and do it, you know, that's that just, uh, that's off the wall nuts. I, 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 yeah, give them tickets left and right. You know, be a professional driver. That's wrong. Get, get a, uh, uh, get Bluetooth, man. Put it in your ear. You know, get uh, one of those blue parrots. Blue parrots are great, by the way. I've, I've had one for several years. Uh, but yeah, okay, I get that. 45 following too closely. Yeah, I kind of get that too. 23 for speeding, 2 for possession of drugs, 1 DUI. Come on, man, a DUI. <laughs> he might still be in jail. A, a DUI and a CMV. That doesn't say it was a big truck, but we have to assume it was. Maybe it was just a you know, delivery van or something like that. All right, let's close it out today with the top 10 highest paying trucking companies in the U.S. This, according to truckdriversalary.com. Top 10 pay us high in, top 10 highest paying trucking companies, Cisco. Uh, works out to about $41.93 an hour. Walmart, $41.35 an hour. GP Transco, $40.38 per hour. Epis, $40.35 an hour. Mercer, $40.26 per hour. Now, of course, these are drivers getting paid and just what the annual salary worked out to per hour. Uh, Grand Island Express, that's the one up there in Grand Island, uh, Nebraska, I believe, right? I've seen them around. Uh, $83,000 annual salary works out to about $39.91 per hour. ATS trucking, $80,000 annual salary works out to around $38.46 per hour. Brady Trucking. Here's a story. <laughs> Not different Brady. $79,906 annual salary. That works out to about $38.42 per hour. Western Express. I've known them for a long time. $79,628 annual salary. Works out to about $38.28 per hour. And Dot Foods, $77,807 annual salary works out to about $37.41 per hour. Now, truckdriversalary.com says that the median annual driver pay in 2020 was $59,158, or about uh, well, $1,137 per week. That is based on over 6.5 million salaries submitted from truckers online and job boards. So if you're not making up there pushing $100,000 a year, <laughs> you may want to look for another company. Well, uh, 59000 anyway. It's a lot of money for a company driver. $87,204. That's what those Cisco drivers' annual salary works out to. $41 an hour. Not bad. Not bad for sitting behind the wheel. A lot more goes into that than just sitting behind the wheel. Cisco, you know, a lot of them are pulling them pups around. You've got to get into those tight places like the Baskin Robbins on that side street that a car can barely fit through. Hey, 
you're earning your money, no doubt about that. All right, I believe that's going to wrap it up for uh, this week's FBTV video podcast. Live, if you got the Insider. If you don't, well, you ought to check it out. FBTVinsider.com. Uh, go to Freight Broker TV. We have a lot of uh, material there, but on the Insider, uh, you get access to all of our public content. Uh, you got free access to that. You just got to register to get access to that stuff. Uh, and if you want to be have access to the Insider content, which includes uh, the, pod, the live podcast that we're doing, the live video podcast like we're doing right now, you can tune in watch that live as we do it uh have first access to that along with all of the other insider content we produce that is insider for insiders only has a lot more information and things yeah $24.95 a year $2.99 a month you know your 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 choice however you want to do all right till next time listen have a uh, have a great wednesday unless of course you've made other plans we'll see you later